Welcome to Finding Your Identity, the podcast about helping you find your identity. My name is Derek McKinney, and I'm going to be your host for this little adventure on finding your identity. And I'm going to take you through a series of episodes that uh, will help you achieve this. And that is my goal. So I hope you enjoy. This is episode one of Finding Your Identity. I decided to create this podcast about finding your identity because my original idea was that I feel like some people needed a little help trying to find their identity when it comes to living in this really tech-based world. It's it's very heavy these days that it's so prevalent in all aspects of your life. And I feel like it could be hard to navigate because there's just a lot going on. And it's not necessarily tech-specific. I mean, I thought of this to try to cover maybe, you know, trying to find your way from the perspective of, of a career in technology, which is what I did being I, I didn't go to school originally for computer sciences. And I found myself to be, uh, you know, having a tough time navigating. And it, it took a while. I mean, it took 10 years, I guess you could say, to actually find my identity in tech. And um, there could have been a lot of shortcuts I, I could have taken and I, I found um, in order to, to land on this career path um, and end up where I am today. So it kind of inspired me just thinking about that to to find a way to help others to kind of navigate because you have to consider technology these days as being so much a part of your lives that you can actually leverage it to your advantage. And I, I feel like that's part of what I'm considering finding your identity or your tech identity um, or what have it. But it, it could also apply to many different areas. It could be, you know, um, you just, you know, finding your identity when it comes to any other type of career path, whether it's, um, you know, potentially becoming a doctor or or a lawyer. I mean, those are the, the staples of American society. That's what all the parents want everyone to be these days. Well, maybe not anymore. You probably uh, want your kids to become uh, tech <laughs> leaders that come up with these crazy brilliant apps and make a billion dollars. Uh, you know, but traditional parents, when I was growing up, uh, you know, traditionally it was like become a doctor or a lawyer and there really wasn't uh, other things that, that parents aspired to kids to be become, um, you know, and and that's why I feel like this is important, you know, having uh, the, an open discussion about what it really is in this time frame. I'm recording this in 2019, like what it is to, you know, find your place in the world because uh, the world has changed so dramatically. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of cover, you know, to start for this first episode, how I ended up where I ended up because it's um, not your traditional path. And I think it, you know, the story might help others, but I also would like to get other stories and, and you know, solicit other people's unique stories about how they found their identity in this world 
and it's got a, a you know leaning on the tech side of it you know what what kind of tools did they find were at their disposal to 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 get where they got to so i'm going to jump right into it um you know this is uh just me hosting this podcast in a sea of a million podcasts and you know i could be just talking to a black ball on my desk for all i know but i figured i'd put it out there and see what people think because why not and i love tech stuff and uh, i'll probably do an episode just how i spent a ridiculously stupid amount of time just researching how to create a podcast uh you know and and not just oh i let me get a microphone and pair it to my computer but also um how could i record this while i'm driving back and forth to work because um i'm gonna record a couple episodes that way too just because it's free time it's 40 to 50 minutes in the car one way that i just zone out listening to music where i could be being more productive and that's an aspect of of, of me too is is i feel like i i want to be more productive and i'm you know filling boredom in a sense so you're my victims of this disease or addiction or whatever you want to call it of technology and boredom and all types of other crazy stuff and i also will inject my own random stories because uh, that's also something that i do so i hope you enjoy i feel like this will be a journey you could take this journey with me or choose not to i won't know either way um i will not be offended if you i don't know subscribe and unsubscribe to the podcast or you sit there quietly and curse about what kind of crap that they're making these days on the internet and uh we'll kind of go forward so let me kind of jump into my background um I'm close to 40, and I spent about 12 years really trying to to get to where I am today. Um, I'm a senior software developer for a pretty big company, and I, you know, started off with just a marketing degree um, out of college, and I didn't, I, I, I tried to follow the path i i i actually didn't start college right away right out of high school i was i was actually in the restaurant business for several years and worked for several different big chain restaurants as a cook and as a bartender and a waiter and i pretty quickly realized that that was not the end game for me in terms of career path and uh, while I acquired many interesting stories and also made some very unique and interesting relationships, um, really don't talk to many people that I, you know, came up with in that world, um, with the exception of, of one special person. But, you know, it, it helped build my character and it was an interesting experience and sometimes it actually relates to things that are going on 
in my current life and I can apply some of the things I learned during that eight year period. But I did decide to go to school and go to college and get a four year degree and got a marketing degree and then I just said, okay, now it's time for the nine to five and started at a actually a dot com, which was also an interesting interesting experience because um, that was my first real job out of college and in addition it was in a tech-based company and it was a dot com but it 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 was such a a bizarre experience because of of what happened and I'm going to actually save that story for another time but it it put me in the path to thinking that I really wanted to work in tech and be a developer and and write code and and I had been kind of doing that uh, while I was in college. Um, also, another story about my pursuit of being an eBay power seller and um, learning the hard way that I didn't want anyone else to ever be in control of a website that I had, um, you know, set up in order to sell products. So. That's actually why I, I got into web development and, and specifically wanted to, to build my own websites. Um, but I just didn't have the experience to get into it professionally. And so that's where I decided I, I needed to, to figure out a life hack to, to get into that. And I, I took the opportunity when I was at Web Loyalty to kind of inject myself into um, an area where I was able to do some development, um, but not be held accountable for not writing good code, which is kind of sounds funny, but um, it, it allowed me to experiment, in other words. And it, it actually opened up the doors to me to, to put something on my resume. And I, and I found that, you know, the, the biggest thing throughout all of this was always thinking, how can I develop my resume in a specific way so that I can get to where I want to go and and that was like the biggest lesson was like what can I actually do productively professionally that I can legitimately put on my resume and make reference to it and own it so that I could repeat it in the future at a different company you know and that it became a permanent part of my work history. And to me, that's a, a really important factor. It's, it's a, it, you know, your resume is really just that, um, you know, hello world, you know, to make a tech reference <laughs> to an employer to, 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 it's just to start, right? It's just to start the conversation. It's just to, to get a recruiter to, acknowledge you and just get you on the phone and then you can sell yourself verbally and you know um another big factor specifically for me was building out a portfolio online so you know doing work freelance work um for for people where where i could actually point back and say hey i built that website or hey i did xyz on that website or for that customer you know having tangible things that an employer or prospective employer could look at and, and see what value I would bring, you know, and, and that's important when you're starting out. Um, 
after a while, it's more important about how you've kind of honed the knowledge and built your skill sets and and how you can kind of carry yourself in, in a new position and, you know, how you can bring value to wherever you're, you're going and whoever you're working for. So after things kind of went downhill for the company that I was working for, that the dot-com, I... I I survived two rounds of layoffs and I, you know, my eyes were, were wide open to the fact that there wasn't much left for that company. So I kind of put myself out there. I also was driving over an hour to work and I, you know, recognized I needed to be closer to my, my family. So I started looking and I put out, okay, you know, I, I have a degree in marketing. I have you know i'm a marketing manager and i'm looking for filling a position as a a, a, you know something within marketing a product manager whatever but um also hey i've got this little bit of of web knowledge and i've built some websites and i did you know freelance some freelance work and i could be a value in that sense and so maybe you can find um, a job that or a position that can kind of have both flavors and so I did I actually I found a company where I was hired as a product manager and it was a publishing company that had a buyer's guide type of uh, product uh, actually several and I said hey what if you know I'm in there and I'm this product manager but I also can build uh, the sites out for the underlying product and, and do web work and and so that's what I did. It got my foot in the door and I was able to make a move and I got out of kind of a precarious situation. And incidentally, within I think a month or two after I left, that company was kind of sold off and everybody had to move, uh, you know, a couple towns away. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a mess, but I got out and I, I could see the writing on the wall. And I, I also think there's an important lesson in being able to see the writing on a wall when you're working somewhere, whether it's that the company might be going out of business or that you might be on the verge of being let go for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, because there's layoffs, because of budget reasons, or because you're just maybe not filling the role in, in a manner that, that made sense. And I, I think that that company that I ended up going to where I was a product manager, I could see the writing on the wall. I, I It was just a, a, a dying product I was working on. And I could see that. And, you know, I, I recognize that. And so any spare time I had outside of work, sometimes inside of work, I would actually do freelance work. I, I went on elance.com, started freelancing, and I was actually, you know, I was doing enough work where I was actually making extra money which was great but I was just determined to gain experience and I didn't even care I would bid on projects lower than the outsourced you know people that were bidding on projects out out in India or or Afghanistan or wherever they were and I would underbid them and make nothing practically nothing on a project just to get the experience under my belt and you know sometimes I think you got to you got to be able to sacrifice that like a lot of times I feel like I, I talk to people who want to make a move and they won't because of money reasons. And it's valid because you do obviously need a certain amount of income to, to maintain a, a certain, um, you know, quality of life. But 
if you can, you got to sometimes find a way to, to build out your your base in, in your your base knowledge or your portfolio or whatever it is, your expertise. You got to build that expertise, and sometimes you have to do it at, and not get paid for it. And I feel like that was kind of a, a hard lesson because, I mean, I I recognized if I didn't make a move, this was probably a year and a half. I guess after I'd started this other place, if I didn't start planning to make a move, I was in trouble and I was, you know, I was potentially going to walk in and get a pink slip and then be walked out the door. And I, I just didn't want to do that. And I also, you know, didn't really like the place. I didn't have enough uh, of an investment in, in staying in that company to try to find an alternative means to, to survive there. But um, I recognized I also didn't want to just be a product manager. I didn't want to be a marketing manager. I didn't really like that. Uh, I wanted to be a developer and I wanted to find a way. And I, I was able to do enough, build enough of a foundation doing this freelance work and build up enough confidence that I was able to start applying for actual jobs, jobs that were developer jobs. And I knew I needed to get my foot in the door and I had a, a decent rounded broad spectrum of of knowledge with web development and you know i i understood back-end development and i understood uh front-end development and i kind of recognized that the front-end development area was probably um in in some companies it's just in a higher demand um because a lot of companies just kind of cast it aside as oh we'll just get someone else to go build an interface uh, and we have, you know, our in-house developers that just do all the stuff with the database. And, and they just kind of don't think too much about a front-end developer. And that led to an opportunity that I was able to, to take advantage of. And I, I did. It took a little time, but I found a company that, you know, needed, needed somebody that was a little bit more than just a front-end developer. I, I was, you know, uh, technically, I guess, full-stack developer uh, because I could do, um, you know, all aspects of building a website from building the interface to making it talk to a database and storing data and so on and so forth. And, you know, that was kind of where I kind of uh, was able to get my feet wet. Starting at that new company, they, they gave me a chance. And and there, I, I it broadened my knowledge even further because... Uh, they needed apps. They needed iPhone apps and, and Android apps. And so they, you know, they helped me out by sending me to training and I was able to learn, uh, you know, more thoroughly how to build that. Even though I had been building um, iOS apps um, for a little while prior to that job, just for fun and, and, you know, for monetary reasons, because I was selling them for 99 cents a piece and making a couple hundred bucks a month. And, it was just fun for me, and I enjoyed that. And and that's the the biggest thing was all I just enjoy this all so much, all aspects of this. It didn't feel like work, working for no money, and completing something, and knowing it would help my resume was was a big enough reward for me to to keep going. And you know, whatever it could be in in your career, if it's you know, real estate like you know, I think is comes to mind as a good example. You, you have to do a lot of legwork and stuff that you're not necessarily getting paid for network, you know, to go out and get, get clients networking 
and um, but it pays off. And, and, you know, there's a lot of, I think, careers that 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 has to happen. I mean, especially, um, you know, in the tech industry when it's not necessarily um, obvious what what the most value will be to a company. Um, you know, I, I think of like with the scrum master positions that have come out there and now like that's become a hot commodity because, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get into it, but, but it's called agile. It's an agile methodology. It's, you know, it, it's meant to be uh, a faster way to deliver, um, web products or, or, or I should say not just web, but any kind of, uh, tech product can follow this agile methodology and, and scrum masters are, are in high demand because they they need these leaders that can that can manage developers, um, manage to work with them, uh, and, and understand the nuances of, of how the this agile approach works, um, but also have to talk to you know these stakeholders and you know that this might be too I might be going too high level uh, or low level I should say I, I want to keep it high level for for this uh, podcast, but whatever that specific role or whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to accomplish. I mean, Hey, it could be musician. Like think about you, you want to be a musician. How many hours do you really have to put in um, where you're not necessarily getting paid in order to become good at it so that you can actually then turn something out that, that could make you money. You know, so it's it's not just in the tech industry. It could be in the the musical industry, so many different places. The key takeaway, though, is is sometimes you got to put in work and not expect to get paid for it, Um, because and and you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay knowing that you know it may pay off or it may not. You know, if you're a writer, you're most likely going to sit down and spend x number of hours writing and churning out all these you know words and you're hoping that someone's going to pick it up and that you could maybe make money later or you know if you're if you're a craft maker you know a blanket maker or, or you know you you make whatever you create stuff a lot of times ahead of time just in the hopes that you could sell it later you know so that's that's a big thing with within life you know sometimes people just do it as a hobby and if you call it a hobby and then it turns out that it becomes uh, a, a significant thing later hey that's great that's like a, a big bonus you know that you can actually start to make money on that i mean you you, you can listen to uh or watch the um the shark tank show and sometimes you see some of these people were like, oh, you know, it's, I just had a passion for this. And somebody just said, hey, you should try to sell that or whatever. And then these people, you know, kind of go out there and they can raise money for a business they never even thought they could have. And it's all just because they had a passion for something. So I I kind of like to keep that as an MO for me is thinking that it's more to do with the having that passion to do something. So... Moving on, I once I got to that that third company that I was able to to really kind of let my wings spread and you know learn to learn to 
uh, adjust and, and learn to pivot and not be specifically tied to a certain thought about you know doing any anything specific i wasn't just like okay i'm just going to do interface development if they ask me to do anything else i'm going to tell them no it was i'm going to do whatever you need me to do because i know this is going to be beneficial to me in the long run you know so it's it's kind of looks a little like hey i'm being selfless but you're kind of being selfish but i think uh you know it's your career you're the only one collecting that check for that job so you know i feel like you have a little bit of a right to be selfish about certain things um but you're also you know getting the satisfaction that you're you're growing you know and and it's helping the company it's mutually beneficial i mean that's just how it works like your company's going to pay you because they're getting something out of it like you don't have to it doesn't have to always be one-sided where that you know they're only getting something out of you because you know there's a lot of old school thoughts about uh, you know, why work hard to make somebody else rich? And, and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I wish I could go off and start, you know, some million dollar company and make myself rich because I'm working for myself, but it's not that easy. And so if you're going to be working to make somebody else rich, you should be getting something back in return. You should be getting knowledge and, and training and experience. And you shouldn't be afraid to to consume that kind of you know stuff because it's it is mutually beneficial and and all that training and experience is only going to enhance your you know abilities at that current job and then also help that employer further so that's my little rant about uh working for somebody else when you know it's it's sometimes hard hard to digest it when you think hey i'm only you know this small piece small cog and this company's making billions in in money, you know, a year, and and I'm like, what, like just collecting this steady salary that doesn't really change much. But you're you're gaining more than just the money in, in some sense because, you know, it, if the company isn't gonna just let you grow to the extent where you can actually then, you know, monetarily benefit then you got to move on and, and, you know, it should be clear. And I I think companies are starting to recognize that. And I'm happy to be at a company that does recognize it. And I'm confident that, you know, it's not going to be, you know, a situation where you're stuck for 20 years and only getting these, you know, 2% increases. I feel like, you know, if you put in the hard work, it'll pay off. Um, So I'm done with that little rant. I, I said I was done two minutes ago and I went another two minutes, but, oh, well. And, um, you know, so after I was at that, that other company, I really, I started to realize the company was small and it was, it was great. And I was just, you know, I was really torn because I didn't want to leave that company. I really felt like, um, it was, it was just such a great place to work. And I love the people that it would be hard to leave. But I also recognized that I had reached the max level that I could there in terms of, of personal growth, professional growth, not so much personal growth, I shouldn't say that, but professional growth, because um, I feel like the, you know, the, the size of the company, like it, it didn't allow it to really let me grow any further in, in, in a direction that would make me happy, um, long-term. So 
that's when I, and I kind of bit the bullet. I always felt like I'm not going to go back to a corporation because that dot com was a corporation and, and I didn't like a lot of aspects of it. But I also recognized that, you know, I needed to, to go somewhere in a city that had a big company if I really wanted to go make the bigger salaries. And, um, I, I kind of, acknowledged that and then made the decision to start looking and I found my next opportunity where I was able to get into um, more more um, narrowly focused development and that's where I became um, a front-end software developer front-end developer um, and, and started to hone that skill set and when I got into that and I moved into that role that was more narrowly focused, even though it was more narrowly focused than what I had been working on before, it still was pretty broad. I mean, there was, there's still like a lot of uh, aspects of the, of that area um, and a lot to, to perfect. And so I, I wasn't now, you know, having to build the interface and then build the, the code that talked to the database and then, you know, actually do stuff in the database to kind of make things more efficient. And, you know, I also wasn't also on the side making iPhone apps and Android apps um, where, you know, it was hard because it was splitting my time. It, it, it was still, you know, that 40 ish hour work week, um, just a lot more pressure to, to try to deliver stuff uh, faster in that previous job. And, and um, I should say faster, but more, more likely, or, or a better way to say this would be that it was I was spread too thin to do everything that I really wanted to do and to be able to to essentially produce better work. Like I, I think is the better way to say it because when I you know did make the the move to the next more focused position, um, it was more about you know not just getting stuff done because there was so much to do and I had to little time to do it and I had to get it done and I had this you know set time frame it was okay now I don't have to do as much but I need to do this a lot better and and then you start to really hone the specific skills in that specific area um, at least that's how it was for me so you know so that that's kind of how I ended up in the more focused uh, position in terms of being a, a developer um, and I, you know, I kind of was able to leverage that into a senior role, which is where I am now. And I left that other company, went to another company that wasn't too far down the road um, to to kind of just move up and to, you know, position myself to enhance my skills even further. And I think, um, you know, this all kind of sounds vague. I'm not mentioning company names um you know any of the employers that i worked for i'm sure anyone who did a a google search would probably be able to figure out where i work but um i don't feel it's appropriate to say necessarily right now but the the point is is i i spent a lot of time figuring this out and throughout that time i feel like there was there was a lot of opportunities to use cheat codes (laughs) you know you could say because i i stayed um i I believe three years at the first place that i was you know first professional developer job and then 
three years at the second place where I was the front end developer. And so that was six years of my life. And I feel like in that time frame, like I, I learned enough to know that there, there might've been things I could have done that that second job. I, you know, after year one, if I had known what I know now, I could have actually positioned myself differently so that I might've actually still been able to be there because um, I don't feel like I spoke up early enough about what I really wanted and what I was looking for from the employer in terms of my own professional growth. And I think that's important. And I think you can't be afraid to, to ask. Um, it's not that you're going and asking for more money and saying, hey, I need a promotion or a raise or I'm, I'm leaving, you know, because, um, you know, it's, it's just not the best way to do things. It's not, not something you want to try to strong arm your employer. Um, but it's more about having those open conversations with your employer to, to let them know what you want from the job and, and very specifically say, I want to do this by this time. You know, I want to be able to move up into a senior position or I want to be able to make this, you know, transition over to this management role or whatever it is. Um, be specific and put a time frame on it. And I mean, unfortunately, I feel like I did that a lot. Um, I don't think I did it soon enough, but I feel like, you know, within a, a year period, I was becoming more vocal about it and asking what I really wanted, you know, or, or telling them what I really wanted and asking when that might happen. Um, but sometimes you're in a company that, that just doesn't move fast enough. And it's unfortunate, but um, you can make a decision. Do you want to be patient and, and, you know, just a small time frame, like a year maybe. And, and is it worth it to, to, to hold on, you know, and if you don't see a future beyond that next position, because it, it, it's not just about, Oh, what's this next promotion? What's the promotion after that look like? You know, what, where do you go from there? If you don't see that long-term view, then maybe that place isn't the best place for you. Um, so it's always a good idea to talk to your you know immediate supervisor about what you are looking to do long term you know and 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 that kind of to wrap this in a bow is what you're doing to find your identity within that workplace you know within that position because you know your your identity is what you are bringing to the table you know, to, to everyone else around you, you know, I, I have made like my own name to be, you know, something specific in, in this front end development or as a developer role. I've also somehow, well, I know how I'm not going to say somehow it's because I like to talk tech so much, but I've become the tech resource for my entire family. And so I get the call to see, you know, to tell someone to reboot their phone because it's acting funny or, you know, sometimes more complicated things like, oh, I, I actually have to um, take your computer apart and replace the RAM or sometimes take your iPhone apart and try to replace the camera without breaking your iPhone. Um, you know, I, I just enjoy tech enough that that, I, that doesn't bother me. But but I I've developed that identity as the tech guy and, you know, just I guess the family free tech support. People call me, ask me how to 
do whatever. Um, but I like to do it, so I don't I don't really care. But that's really um, that's about my identity right there. You know, everything that I, I just explained with with my work history, I I have you know big aspirations for the future in terms of where my my path leads me and, and how my identity evolves from here to, to go into other aspects of the, the tech industry. Um, I, I just want to keep increasing my knowledge in, in many aspects. I don't, you know, stay nearly focused at this front end, um, you know, software, senior software developer role. Like I, I, I want to enhance my skill set so that I'm, you know, at an expert level, in that role and then also bridge out to other aspects that I don't know and I'm not an expert in and you know that that's just me like I just want to become really good at all aspects of of all the things that I'm interested in you know um I hope that I can become good at podcasting I don't know I made one episode this is the first one um I feel like I'm gonna come to the end of it hopefully soon here because I've been talking for like 36 minutes and I I hope I make another one if not then I might just uh, put this out there and say hey uh, come to my next seminar it's like a Tony Robbins thing and you know it's only a thousand dollars and maybe I could find some suckers but um, I don't know I feel like there's some value into what I said so hopefully other people find that to be true um, but I I do have some, I have more to talk about. I, I do have a lot more to talk about. And I think in, in the second episode, I will, will cover things in more detail. Um, there's, there's certain things that I'm obviously, I'm leaning towards in terms of tech that I think it's important. I mean, I, I think, you know, from a professional perspective, there's, there's certain things that I could shed light on. Um, I mean, I it's always seems to be hard to talk to people about um, money and how to figure out what your value is. So I think that's important to um, you know get it out there. What what people feel like should should be making. I mean, I, I guess it's like pretty bluntly. I I didn't know at the first job out of college that I was really underpaid. And not out of college. Sorry, the first uh, professional developer job after a series of jobs after college um i was underpaid um i didn't know my value i you know i for what i did and the knowledge i had like i should have been making at least you know 20 30 percent more um which is what i eventually figured out and that's what ended up happening was i was able to find a new job where i was making 20 percent more um because it was, it was just, I was just oblivious. I didn't know, you know, you're, you're, if you're not involved in it, if you're not in the current position, like nobody just talks salaries easily. So, you know, I feel like that's important and I I feel like that's something worth covering, um, in the future episode. But, um, you know, also what are good timeframes in terms of, of being promoted? Um, you know, what are the different, paths that you should be looking to take um within you know moving in in careers um you know and it's not specifically in tech like i feel like it's it should be covered in in other aspects like you know 
So I, I will hope to prepare a little bit better um, some information about that um, because I think it's important for people to to know this, you know, before getting themselves into it. And then there's this this concept of of changing careers, like completely just up and deciding I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. And that that to me is like a hard decision because, you know, it could mean having to go back to school. It could mean that you're you're, you know, throwing away what you'd been working on for for so many years and your seniority. And and so that's just another thing that I'd like to cover in a future episode. So that wraps up this first episode of Finding Your Identity, and um, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you made it this far. Um, If you're hearing this, then you did, and congratulations, you get a sticker. Um, Just uh, tell me your address, and I'll send you that sticker. And until next time, thank you.